Welcome to Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors. As we wrap up our Brovember Marathon, you get to meet Wyatt McKinley, a 27-year-old yoga instructor and co-owner of Cup and Kettle Tea Company in Bloomington, Indiana. Wyatt's had the opportunity to run his own yoga studio and travel to other countries teaching yoga. But yoga wasn't always a part of Wyatt's life. He never did it growing up. However, he often saw his mom practicing yoga. So, when someone invited him to a 10-day meditation retreat in his early 20s, he decided to dive in and give it all a try. Listen in to hear how that retreat changed Wyatt's life journey and how yoga provides a social outlet where all are accepted for exactly who they are. All right, you guys, I have Wyatt McKinley here with me. So glad to have you on my podcast. Hi, Ali. Glad to be here. So Wyatt, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we will jump into what we're going to talk about today. Sure. So I am a yoga teacher here in Bloomington, Indiana. I've been teaching maybe about, let's see, it's so weird with the pandemic, all the years get combined together. Right. Finished my 200 hour in 2019. So about three years I've been teaching now. Awesome. And you've been working on your 500 hour. Is that correct? Or Yeah, I've been finishing that with um, Rolf Gates, who is based out of San Diego. So we've been doing that. And that ends in October. So I'm just counting down the days Been go to the free silent retreat in Georgia. Every year, you should come. I think you'd like it. And I've never done meditation before, never even thought about it. And I went, it was 10 days, um, completely silent. And it was just kind of a uh, cold turkey approach to sit there, be silent, be with your thoughts. And although I think meditation and yoga have their differences and similarities, it was a very interesting approach for me into Eastern philosophy. Yeah. And Did I met you a lot find that it was hard? I mean, 10 days, no talking, cold turkey? Inc- incredibly difficult. And they say after the fifth day, or before the fifth day, you're going to want to leave. And I seriously thought about it. And, I, and it was like maybe the sixth day um, we were going to meditate. And we had to take our shoes off before we went to each studio. And I remember coming out of the studio and put, putting my shoe on and just screaming and cursing because there was a frog in my shoe. And I... I threw my shoe and I just like, I look so crazy right now because I can't even explain to people there's a frog in my shoe. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh, this is, this is the worst. But then you know what? It wasn't until maybe the end of the sixth day that a lot of things really started to click for me. And I was like, why is it so hard for me to sit in silence with my thoughts or without my thoughts? Yeah. And it was a great transition for me and meeting a lot of people there. A lot of people, people were yoga teachers and it was just kind of this slow progression for me where I was like, I really enjoy this. I'd love to learn more about it. Not really with the intention of teaching, but um, when I came to Bloomington, there was a 200 hour and I just jumped right into it. So what did you take away from that 10 day thing? I mean, you said you wanted to leave, but you didn't. And then there was a shift for you. Like what, what was your biggest takeaway from this cold turkey meditation approach? Right. Well, it was this um, realization for me that um, you don't have to 
be attached to your thoughts at every moment, the good and the bad. You know, having good and bad thoughts is every day. But if you can find the center ground and come back to equanimity, I think that was the most um, revelatory part of it for me. And I still try to um, include it into everything I do. But just that first step of being like, you know, I am not my thoughts. It was, it was kind of amazing. It was kind of life-changing to be able Mm -hmm. to separate yourself and be like, oh, I'm actually the boss of my brain. I'm actually like, I don't have to, I don't have to lose my temper. I don't have to, you know what I mean? Like, and just practicing that control. That's huge. That's really huge. So beyond that, yeah. Feeling the sensations too in your, in your feet and your hands, everything that was connected with it was amazing. It was like you were alive fully. Mm-hmm. So you said that you started doing your yoga teacher training and then you were going to classes. Like, were you usually the only guy in your classes? Were you the only guy in your teacher training? Yeah. Um, I was for the most part, my uh, teacher training, um, 200 was, 22 people and there were only two guys in it me and one one other person what's it like being like the only guy do you know what i mean like that's help me understand kind of what you felt like that um yeah it was it was different for sure i mean i remember just coming into forward folds and trying to do like all of these hip openers that you know these women were doing and just being like oh my god i can't do this my hips don't work in that way why am i here because i just thought I'm not flexible. And I think a lot of the times that's maybe an an issue for men who want to do yoga, but maybe don't don't ever come into the room because the flexibility aspect, I think, is a big part of it. So like uh, just accepting, you know what, I'm going to go in there. I might feel vulnerable. It's going to be okay. Like it's okay if I suck at so often. The very first thing people say to me is, oh, uh, you teach yoga. I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I. Yeah. And I always just think like, if you were, if your coach said you need to go lift weights, you wouldn't say, oh, I can't lift weights. I'm not strong enough. Like, because you understand mm-hmm. lifting the weights is what's going to get you strong. And so like, I feel like helping us change our mindset and understanding, oh, going to the class is going to help you increase your flexibility and kind of letting yeah. go of any judgment or shame on ourselves. We don't think we're going to go in and lift 500 pounds the first time or you know what I mean like we start small so kind of having that mindset too when we're going into a yoga class yeah definitely I mean you look at like Instagram or you look at ads for yoga and it's all these people in these crazy positions mostly women um, who have been training for years so I think it's intimidating yeah for sure because um, I think that's false advertising absolutely at the end of the day it's what yoga is about you could be in a child's pose just sitting in stillness and still be doing yoga. So I think the um, transition for that over the past few years, um, and I've, I've been seeing more men in classes recently. So I don't know if the pandemic has played a part in that, just people kind of stepping out of their comfort zone, wanting to take care of their physical health, mental health. I think that's amazing. And I want to see more men in the yoga space in the future. Absolutely. I think um, I love what you said that, you know, just this idea that we immediately think of these crazy poses and inversions and, you know, that it does, it puts this false advertising of what yoga really is that you discovered going to that retreat in the first place. 
you know, was just mm -hmm. learning that mind body connection. And that's really the essence of yoga, right? 100%. And so I think if you, if you remember that, like, okay, if I just go to class and I just focus on my breathing, I'm doing yoga. Like I'm, I'm successful. I showed up. Right. A hundred percent. And that cannot be more, you know, overstated because like you said, it's people think it's all about flexibility. It's all about these hard poses. It's not at all. It's about taking care of your physical and mental well-being at the end of the day. Absolutely. So what did you find were the most difficult kind of poses or what was the most difficult aspect of yoga when you were just starting out? Just so that people kind of go in with their eyes wide open. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, in practicing, like I said, um, because men generally have um, different hip flexors than women. So coming into a forward fold or something where there might be a lot of hip tension can be a little bit more difficult, I would say, yeah. for men in a class because you want to compare yourself, right, right, to everyone else in the class. It's so common to look in the mirror. Um, so that was a difficulty. But then you realize I may not be able to do that, but I can certainly do this high plank for a very long amount of time, right? Or I could do all these arm strength balances. And so it was kind of knowing your body and knowing your autonomy, your anatomy, that was um, an amazing thing to latch on to, to help you in your next classes. Cause you know, everybody's gonna be so different. Every man, woman, so different. Totally. In every class. I love what you said that you could focus on like the things that did come easy to you too. I feel mm -hmm. like when I go golfing with my husband, I hit enough good strokes that I'm like, yeah, I'll come back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. Exactly. I can, I'm enjoying this. So like when you're first starting to come to a yoga class, instead of focusing on, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Or, oh my goodness, look what all these other people are doing. Mm -hmm. Just really trying to focus inward and being like, okay, well, that's a challenge. Interesting. That might mean I have tight hips. Oh, I'd never knew that before, right? And oh, hey, I mean, I know when I did yoga with my husband the first time, he popped right into crow pose. And I was like, well, that's yeah. cool for you. You know what I mean? Because he has the upper body strength, right? And and so there are going to be poses that are just going to come easier to individuals with, you know, bigger, you know, muscle density and stuff. But I love what you were talking about, like not comparing. And I think that's a lesson for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, that I don't think comparison is just the thief of joy. I really think comparison is the thief of self. So if you're constantly looking, you know, and comparing, then you are robbing yourself of getting to know yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses and stuff. So I love that you, you touched upon that. Um, why? So why should guys do yoga? Well, I think for me, um, initially, it was a way to build up my physical strength while also kind of building up my mental well-being. But in general, from listening to other guys, I think that they come to it because um, there's not a lot of outlets in this world, where affordable outlets in this world where people can come and check out for a moment. So I think for, for men, uh, particularly, it's hard because you feel like you can't be open about your emotions, expressing that you may be feeling a certain type of way one day. So I think yoga is this escape where men can, they can feel what they need to feel. And I think that is so important and it's not talked about enough. Absolutely. And how empowering. 
how empowering yeah. to give yourself permission to process your feelings like you don't actually have to hold the whole world on your shoulders all the time any man walking into a yoga space you're gonna feel accepted absolutely for mm-hmm. sure. I just love and appreciate my men that come into classes so much. It just is such a fun energy and we banter yeah. and we, you know what I mean? Um, in all my classes, I just appreciate it so much. I feel like it just helps with the wholeness of the whole class when you have men and women both practicing together. I think it's really cool. My mom's chair yoga class. Maybe this is like two weeks ago. Yeah. And the, the, <laughs> The gray older men in there are just having the best time, just like taking shots at her for different poses. And it's like a social event. And I really, it was so great to see because they all come together to do yoga, but also just to connect. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. I love that. It is. It is a social connection as well. And just giving yourself that, that space to connect in a different way maybe than you would with other, with other people or at work or on your team or whatever it is. Um, so I really appreciate that for sure. I know that there are so many, you talked about how you did yoga to help increase your strength. And I don't mm-hmm. think that people realize how much yoga helps strengthen the whole body. You know, so often we lift weights or we do a specific sport and you're doing a repetitive movement and you're only utilizing certain muscles. And then you go to a yoga class and you're like, whoa, I didn't even know. You know, I didn't even know that I wasn't engaging or I didn't know I was. And so I think that that is huge benefit for guys to increase wholeness of strength. You know, and then also, of course, decreasing that chance of injury, right? 100%. Yeah. Isolating those muscles is so important. And you really do learn that very quickly in yoga, how you can target a certain muscle group and how it would feel too, to not also strengthen it, but loosen, you know, stretch the muscle, feel that fascial stretch from the toe to the crown of the head. It's kind of, you know, for the first experience, it can be kind of overwhelming sometimes too. Yes, absolutely. Slow, controlled exercises increase overall muscle activation and mechanical Mm -hmm. efficiency. And then I love what you said, because this is what I'm always telling my athletes, like athletes are so good at strengthening their muscles and pushing themselves. You know what we suck at? Releasing the tension Mm -hmm. and relaxing, right? And why mm-hmm. is that beneficial, Wyatt? Like, why is that equally important for men and women, you know, to understand that it's equally important to be able to relax and release those muscles? Um, well, from a, uh, I guess, from a more scientific perspective, you build up a lot of acids and lactic acid in those muscles that if they're not realistic can potentially become toxic to the system. But also, you know, just it feels so great <laughs> at the end of the day when you can just lay down and not feel this immense amount of tension in your shoulders. You can release them from the ears, you know, your jaw isn't tight. So all those things kind of come into play, but you don't know how it feels until you do it. Yeah. Which I say to a lot of people, it's going to feel great. I mean, it might feel hard to get to, but loosening those muscles kind of, and strengthening is so important. It's a balance, right? But feeling, uh, having a way to, to loosen is, is great. Absolutely. I remember the first time I did yoga, I didn't like it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. 
uh, I was so used to doing sports and to doing aerobic workout, you know what I mean? Step aerobics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the day. And I was like, when is this class going to end? And I remember checking the clock like a bunch of times, but I could not deny how I felt, you know, I right. couldn't deny that. I was like, wow, I, my body feels good. And I went back, you know, and I was like, I yeah. keep going back because of how I felt. And I think you hit it on the head, just that you don't know how it feels until you do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I talked to so many yoga teachers. It's funny who say their first yoga class they ever went to, they hated it because a lot of them did come from athletic background and it took them that, you know, what, two more classes to be like, Oh, I get it now. I get yeah. why I'm doing this. You know, I get why I shouldn't be focusing on the clock. I should just be focusing on being here in this moment. Yeah. I always tell people try it five times. <laughs> try. That's, a good, that's actually a great number. Try it five times and try different types of yoga too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because so often people go into some high intensity yoga class and they're mm -hmm. like, I'm never going to do that again. You know what I mean? And you're like, wait, 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 wait. There's so many different types of yoga. Yeah. You know, try different types, try different instructors, you know, because um, you, I, I absolutely a hundred percent yoga will meet you wherever you're at. And you, yeah, just, you have no, to find the right teacher, the right type, and you're going you're gonna to be taken care of for sure. You're going to love it. So what made you then decide to jump into that 200 hour? What made you decide to teach? You know, you went from cold turkey and then, mm -hmm. you know, you hadn't even thought, oh, this might be something I want to teach someday. Like what made you decide you want to teach? It felt like a necessity toward the end of the 200 hour because I had so many people in my life, friends, family members who had never done yoga before. And I just felt, you know, I want them to experience this. And also I want to make it affordable for them. So I, after my 200 hour, I rented a space in downtown Bloomington that I would just have yoga classes at. And that was a great time because it allowed me to explore. Finishing my 200 hour, it just felt like something I needed to do. You know, I don't necessarily know if I could explain it. It was just something that had to happen. No, I get that. I absolutely get that. You know, when I did my yoga teacher training so long ago, um, <laughs> I immediately started teaching kids yoga. Yeah. Because I had very young children. I had two at the time. And I was like, I love this so much. I want the people I love to benefit from this. So I immediately yeah. dove in and started teaching kids yoga. Cause I'm like, I want my kids to experience this. So I, I understand that totally, you know, feeling that necessity, like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like I need to shout it from the rooftops. You know? Yeah. You feel like that. And you feel like, Oh, I have this, this gift that I'm not sharing with people right now. Cause so many people don't know about it. Cause it's such a, maybe it's such a taboo thing sometimes yeah. for you're saying men because they might think, Oh, it's this cult. Like, there's just a lot of misconceptions. A lot of misconceptions about it. So when you are able to share something that's relatable, yeah, from yourself to somebody else, it's it's amazing. Absolutely, that's really cool. So have you found your family is supportive of you teaching and doing yoga? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my mom, like I said, she is a yoga teacher as well. So we pull my dad in as much as possible. I get my my siblings to do yoga classes. So. Yeah, I'm so grateful for it because I know sometimes it's not that way for a lot of people. 
So it's really brought you and your mom closer together to have this shared experience. I know you guys have been a chance to travel to different places, right? And teach yoga at like a different resorts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the pandemic, I was, um, I was doing this course called business of yoga and this, the teacher super awesome. Her name is Sherry Colosimo said, you know, you guys can also teach at these, you know, resorts, uh, you know, and they give you a room. And that for me was like, well, you know, I am coming out of COVID. I need some place to go. And that was kind of the, the vain material reason for it. But once I actually went, my first trip was Jamaica. And that was amazing just to be able to experience a different culture and teach them yoga and have them teach their practice with me too was fantastic. Well, I have always said that with yoga, there is an intrinsic nature about yoga that connects, you know, because I think you very easily, no matter what the age is, what the culture is, you have that like common thread, right? Mm-hmm. That brings you together. So I it's think so that's true. really I mean, cool. Every country um, we've been to, it's been amazing just seeing the connection that happens from people who have never even tried yoga before. And they are like, oh, you know, we don't have teachers here in this, in this country or where we are. And they, they want to look it up. They want to do Zoom sessions. It's cool. That's really, really cool. Um, have you, like, has your view of teaching and practicing yoga changed from, like, be, you know, from when you first started till now? Or is there any, like, memorable things that you want to share with us today about your journey through yoga? Hmm. Well, kind of what you touched on, how important it is to try different styles of yoga. When I first started, I, you know, my perception of yoga was the very powerful vinyasa practice, you know, breath with flow, kind of high plank to low plank, up dog, down dog. But uh, I would say now I'm kind of more interested in the yin, soft, kind of slow hold um, side of yoga. I love just doing anything like legs up the wall sometimes or um, anything supported with props. So I'd say that um, the evolution for me has just been including more things that are maybe a little bit more sustainable. For my body yeah more like that give back to your body give back you know and things that you it's going to feel so good in the moment but it's going to feel so much better down the road too yeah i often tell um my athletes and and my participants you know a restorative class it may be the hardest class you ever do you know what i mean because of the stillness and because of the holding and i said but it's going to be like a deep tissue massage it's going to be like the best nap you've ever had and i'm with you you know the what i came into yoga was a lot more fast-paced things and i absolutely cherish those restorative yoga classes Mm -hmm. and and i find that it helps me balance in my everyday life for sure you know yeah Um, So I always tell my people, lean into the discomfort. And are your athletes, are they able to kind of come into the restorative classes with ease or is it a little bit difficult for them? I think both. I mean, you know, like you said, every person's different. Um, I work with teens. And so when you're working with a population that's 24-7 plugged into electronics and you know what I mean? Like um, just closing your eyes, um, actually is sometimes the most difficult thing. And I'll say that, you know, I'll just be like, Hey, you guys, just so you know, 
we're going to start class. We're going to close our eyes. And this actually might be the hardest part of this whole practice is just closing your eyes and just focusing on your breath and like acknowledging thoughts that come in and letting them go. You know what I mean? And, and so like, just know that, you know, guys, when you come in, that might be the hardest part. It's just, you know, so give us some wise Wyatt words. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I think spreading the word about yoga is more important than we know. I think right now we need so much connection in this world. That's what we're missing out on. So yoga is just one of those venues that we can use to get a little bit closer, maybe feel a little bit better in the long run. Yeah. Very cool. I am so glad that we got to talk this morning, Wyatt. (laughs) And I just wish you the best with your practice and with your teaching. And um... same to you. And one of these days I'll have to come up to, uh, to Indy to try one of your classes. Absolutely. And likewise, let, you know, I'll come down to Bloomington. We'll just do a swap. <laughs> we'll do a swap. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Allie. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Research has shown that doing yoga even just once a week helps balance cortisol levels, raises serotonin levels, and helps calm the nervous system. It also builds not only physical strength, but emotional fortitude and self-confidence, all of which are crucial components of maintaining a flourishing mental health. Yisha Warriors offers an eight-week series entitled Freedom from Depression and Anxiety with over 40 yoga videos for all levels of ability, breathing exercises, sleep helps, motivational talks, and weekly journal prompts that promote introspection. It is perfect for the whole family. You become the person who stays grounded, clear-minded, and calm, and you become the most powerful person in the room. Buy the program today and enter in code HAPPY20 to receive $20 off. That code again is HAPPY, all capital letters, 20. Why wait another day to get more peace in your life?